0: Now here is the great, great secret of effectual prayer. Listen carefully. The prayer that gets to heaven starts in heaven. I believe God wants to shake this old country one more time with heaven sent revival. That's what God wants to do. There also has to be the other side of the coin, our responsibility to share that life changing message with those around us. There's
1: something in the nature of God that wants His love to be shared with other people.
0: Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast, a weekly podcast exploring the ins and outs of church revitalization with your hosts, Matt Hensley and Kyle Beerman. This podcast is sponsored in part by the christian standard bible we encourage you to check out the CSB after the show to learn about a translation that is both readable and accurate at csbible.com hey man how are you welcome back to new mexico
1: man thanks it uh it's good to see the sun again i didn't i did not see the sun for two days in atlanta well, and, uh, as a
0: matter of fact, while you were gone, nothing would have changed with that. Because I think <laughs> Alamogordo might have gotten like 8,000 yeah. inches of rain. Yeah, that's what I heard. And we got about that in snow. And uh, so today, now that the snow is fading quickly and the sun is shining brightly, like I feel like I've got to run around with some sunglasses on because it is so bright. <laughs> After three days of just kind of gloomy, snowy weather, uh, now it just looks like a completely different place, man. So, yeah. Well, what were you doing in Atlanta?
1: So, yeah, I was at uh, I was at an event for the North American Mission Board, um, the Association Missions Strategist Lab, and uh, that's just a, a gathering. We had we had two hundred and fifty uh, um, Association Mission Strategists from around the country and and teams from different associations. Uh, coming in to, um, for, to this workshop uh, to really just talk about um, what it looks like to have a revitalization or a replanting team um, in your association. And so, man, so much fun. These guys work through case studies uh, of real churches that, that um, someone on our team has, has encountered, real stories. Um, the names have been changed to protect the guilty. Uh, and then, um, yeah, and then so they actually put together like a presentation and and then present it to the to the group, um, and then and then we get to have a good old Baptist business meeting and vote up or down if we're going to approve their um, their recommendations. Let me tell you, when when you get a bunch of pastors and and directors of missions in a room and hey, you do a mock AMS. business meeting, AMS, AMS excuse me. Um, when when you get a bunch of those folks in a room and you have a mock business meeting, there's a lot of um, suppressed anger and <laughs> and and feelings. And comments that come out in a, you know, mock business meeting th- that they've probably been wanting to see for years. I mean, that's at least what I did. I mean, I was, I would pipe up, you know, be the old guy, grumpy guy at the, at the back of the room. What's going to happen to the pews that my grandma donated 75 years ago? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, man, so much fun. Um, but, but as I said, w- we, we did not see the sun. It rained uh, the entire time we were there. And Matt, I know how much you love to fly and how much you love uh, choppy, plane rides and this would have been your favorite plane rides of all so was it worse uh, than us coming back from not, SBC no
0: okay. no
1: um but but probably that's probably this, this is probably the second bumpiest um, <laughs> experience of my life so um as, as we're taking off in Atlanta it's overcast it's rainy and the pilot comes on and he says, um, he says, folks, I already told our flight attendants they need to stay seated for this entire flight. Uh, and that's like two hours. <laughs> so uh, they're going to stay seated for the entire flight. Um, and there is a line of storms from Atlanta all the way to West Texas. And so I, I kid you not, once we like got up above the clouds, um, we did not see the ground for that entire two hours until we came um, underneath the clouds in Dallas. Yeah, you see, that's that where awesome. I'm going to raise my hand and be like, "Check, please." I went <laughs> off. Like, let me out of this and thing. Uh, taking oh, off God. from Dallas, coming back was um, it. It was great because it was it. It was like a Disney roller coaster. You know, I mean, there were some you know bumps and turns and and shaking and uh, like as soon as we were off the ground, it started. It was awesome. So much. Oh. Fun. You, you well, while
0: you it. were in Atlanta, we were getting buried in snow. We yeah. Got over- but here in Mayhill. It's like
1: your best and, day, right? And you were there for it. You got to see it. I know because
0: I've complained often. This this curse I think that I've had has been broken this year because so many times when I would go to Dallas, we would get snow back here. And, uh, and so I'd miss it every time. But I've gotten two decent snows this year, really three decent snows, two that, uh, you know, we're actually there for a while in, in, shut things down a bit and uh but this one also shut down our power and uh so we were we were out of power from Tuesday until this morning and uh wow. so that that was less than fun uh you you just don't realize how much you use it until yeah. one you walk by every room and turn off the you know the light switch or turn on the light switch and be like hey i needed that and uh, so you're walking around with your iphone and the light going off and and uh, so forth but so but yeah so how had,
1: cold how cold was it because like i said i mean you you had a foot of snow up there and without it was that, that, that can create a significant issue no it wasn't cold it was okay it might have been maybe our
0: low was 30 maybe really? and uh, wow. it was these these flakes i swear were like the size of gracie falling they were, <laughs> and they were wet and and so of course you knew what was coming because every tree uh, look like a bunch of pencils on the uh, side of the mountain because they were weighed down from all of the wet snow and all of the lines, you could just see them kind of bending under the weight. And, uh, you know, there's a, uh, I think a, a favorite uh, contemporary Christian song about bending Never Uh, but it was bad. And so sure enough, I'm sitting there and I knew I needed to work on an article uh, as, as quick as possible. Cause I could just see the, the power was flickering. So I got it done real quick and, uh, told the guys, Hey, it might need a little extra work, but I've got nothing. And, uh, so, so I sent it and just about the moment I clicked send, uh, it, it was out and it was completely oh. out for a while. And uh, so we, we actually went next door and had chili, uh, the, the first night because that stove is a gas stove. So we could light it. So we okay. ate over there and, uh, but that house was so cold because it's been on, you know, the thermostat has been on off. So it's, yeah. it's cold anyway. You had all the wow. snow on top. So it was pretty cold, but we ate over there. And then last night, um, we, we were about to make sandwiches and I said, you know, I, I want to get some pizza. And so we went to Cloudcroft, picked up some pizza and, uh, on the way back had a phenomenal, uh, picture of some Elks that we took. In fact, I drove by it and then turned around, did a U-turn on the road and, uh, went back to grab the picture, but just tons of elk just running. And you see it often, but when it's on the, the normal side of the, uh, you know, the mountain, you don't really see it because they blend in. But when it yeah. was white, man, they stuck out. So I got a good picture of that. And, awesome. uh, but yeah, it's, it's been a fun, fun little, uh, Week up here with the snow, so i 'm glad, and it is falling off the house very quickly and taking our gutters with it uh, but, uh, but life is life is good we 're glad and uh, and baseball is also going on, even yes, if even if it 's spring training we 're recording right now as the Rangers are playing, and yes. the Astros are playing yes. And my favorite thing in the world to do. So thank you for listening.
1: We appreciate it. God bless you. Have a great week. (laughs) Yeah,
0: we're done. Uh, But one of my favorite things in the world are are really twofold. One is now sending a message to Valerie each and every time I see a video of Garrett Cole uh, (laughs) losing a home run. Uh, Because I used to laugh watching Garrett Cole strike out. You know, he set a record, all that kind of stuff. It It was a lot of fun. Now he's a Yankee.
1: And uh, saying, so, so, so explain this to our listeners. Valerie is your church secretary. Yeah. A no one die hard Yankees fan. No one cares. Well, well it, it helps give context to your story. I don't care about the context.
0: It doesn't <laughs> matter. They, they hired a cheater. And so I'm going to make fun of them. And, uh, and so he was, he was just throwing batting practice, uh, to a couple of the tigers uh, today. So that was a lot of fun. And so I'd sent one and then like right after it, he hits another or throws another one and, uh, and then those guys came back up to bat and they did it again. And so I'd sent four <laughs> tweets to her and each time I like did a different type of clickbait. Like I wanted to get her to actually click it. And so I was like, now he's got it. And <laughs> she's like, I hate you. So, yeah. uh, Cole is, Cole is doing well, uh, in his debut with the Yankees and I love it. And I'm here for it. And, uh, so, so yeah, uh, God bless uh, the Yankee fans out there. And if you're listening, don't, don't hate us too much, Dave well, Miller. Well, speaking uh, of
1: speaking of pitching, there was a phenomenal video uh, that was shared, I believe, yesterday from uh, Arizona. Um, no, sorry, it was in Arizona. Cincinnati Reds pitcher Trevor Bauer intentionally tipping his pitches against the Dodgers. Uh, nice. So, so calling out, um, you know, the uh, the Astros a little bit. He's been outspoken about their about their cheating, and so um, he was just he was just intentionally like telling the batters. So if you're not a baseball fan, there are certain signs that, that a pitcher will give with his glove when he's warming up. So the catcher knows what's coming. And he was intentionally doing this, showing the the Dodger hitters exactly what was coming and still struck them out. And nice. uh, I just, I thought it was great. You know, just, just that level of trolling of, Hey, here we go. I'm, I'm going to tell you exactly what's coming. And and I still don't think you can hit it. Yeah. And nice. they didn't. It was, it was fantastic. Well, I, for one, I'm
0: glad that baseball is back and it will be with us for a little while. And uh, I hope we can get another 100-win season. I guess we will see what happens. And I hope, e- even though the, the only reason I no longer root for the Rangers is because you do, but I still hope that they are successful in their new hideous ballpark. I think most of our listeners don't care about the weather here or that you were in rain in Atlanta. <laughs> Let's talk about something. And, uh, and that might just be the greatest thing we could ever talk about on this podcast, the greatest segment we have ever had on this podcast by the greatest friend that either one of us have ever had uh, in the universe. And that is Mark Dance, who wrote about exaggeration and five <laughs> ways exaggeration can hurt your ministry. And in uh, speaking of, I, I, I did a little clickbait with uh, Lifeway Pastors. I did the same thing. I was like, you know, the greatest article we have ever run <laughs> and I had somebody not get the obvious kind of joke there. And so they, they commented like, on a post about exaggeration, you think you wouldn't have exaggeration in the click or, or in the, you know, in the yeah.
1: Pe- oh, so on. our, our, our sense of humor, <sighs> our, as, as a, as a society, our sense of humor really needs to come back and quickly. Um, <laughs> Very
0: quickly. <laughs> so, but, oh. uh, but yeah, he, he had a, a great little article and, and I'm sure I, I won't speak for you, but I, I suspect we've all been there at times. Uh, I know that I've got, a call coming every Sunday where my mom's like, How what were your numbers? How many were there today? Yeah. it drives me nuts, especially when it's kind of down. And I'd be like, Oh, we had a little over a hundred. And a little little over a hundred might be a hundred and one, but it right. was over a hundred, so yeah. it was technically true. But it's pretty clear that I was inferring a little more. Um, or you know, things like that. And so with truth in ministry, we are paid ultimately to speak the truth, <laughs> God's truth, the Bible. Yet sometimes we stretch that truth just right. a little bit, maybe not in our preaching, but in some of the numbers and certainly I hope not in the ACP reports and things like that. But, right. uh, give me some of your thoughts on exaggeration in ministry, Kyle, non-alcoholic
1: Beerman. Yeah. You know, there's a, so, so there's kind of a running joke, you know, about, about the, uh, the longer ago, uh, the, the longer ago that you caught the fish, the bigger it got. Right. As every time you tell the story, it, just, it gets a little bit bigger until, you know, you, you cut like the the record uh, catfish, the, the biggest one that anyone's ever seen. Um, and I, I think we can be um, we, we can do the same thing as pastors. Right. Because like you said, from a little a little over 100. Right. Which can mean a lot of things from from 101 to 110, 115 um right and then to, when you get there you can say almost 200 yeah yeah that's right um now now i would say there's a difference in and um estimating meaning rounding up and yeah. and exaggerating right maybe it's a, maybe it's a fine line but i think so so on a really good sunday well what when, when somebody asks i'll say on a really good sunday we will run about 120 now that's 118 119 all right i'll round up that that's that's 120 um Center. that's That is estimating, right? It's it's a good round number. Um, now to say, Oh yeah, you know, we're almost to 150. That's probably a bit of a stretch, you know? Um, uh, so, and, and, and we understand why, right? Because in, 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 in discussions as, as pastors tend to do, you know, the whole, well, so what are you running? How, How many are you running now? Um, it it can be easy to prop ourselves up on the ministry numbers. Um oh, yeah. But, I mean, every time somebody asks me, I say about 10 more than Kyle. <laughs> Which is accurate. I mean, pretty you've stayed pretty, you've stayed close there. Um, but 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 I think so the, the question is not just the just the um numbers that are there, right? So not just, oh yeah, we're almost to 150. It's great. Um but I think the bigger question is why? Why do you feel the need to do that? And, um to, I, to call it not just exaggerating, but and and Mark Dance calls this out, it's lying. It yeah. it really is. It is just flat out lying. It's it's um misrepresenting the truth.
0: And and I think part of that goes with our our social media culture. Um and, and he touches on this with number three about it exposes our insecurities. Uh, I don't know very many pastors that are going to tweet. Man, we had a pathetic showing yesterday. You know, only eighty people <laughs> yeah. came. Yeah. You know, and and there's certainly not going to be one. Man, we barely had twenty when you know it was like thirty. We're, we're I Sunday. mean, it's like, like worst yeah, Sunday. worst Sunday ever. Nobody was. You know, very rarely is somebody going to be that honest. We we do try to paint a a picture uh, that that things are well, and and the same thing is true with our families. You know when uh rebecca in in cadence occasionally lock uh lock horn so to speak on on some you know teenage angst that we're coming into and and frustrations that they have i don't go straight to facebook be like man you should have seen this now I do sometimes text you yeah. about it but i don't ever you know broadcast that for the world to see more often than not we're going to highlight some of the the good things that are happening in our family and not often the uh, the low lights, and uh, and and perhaps that's because of that that uh, you know pressure for managing our homes well, and, and some of that. Uh, but but the truth is, we're not always fine. You know, when I when I go around, you know, to the Sunday school classes and things like that, uh, this also goes into that because I'll go in and be like, "How are you doing?" and i am certainly expecting everybody to say i'm doing great right. i'm doing great yeah, you're i'm not really great. looking
1: for for deep um, emotional <laughs> answers in that moment and it That's sure
0: true. does And it sure does take me for a ride when somebody man i'm struggling what <laughs> like so <and> because you're <laughs> so ex- expecting it that I, I mean the next thing usually out of my mouth is like good good to hear i was <laughs> like wait, yeah. wait 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 we need yeah. to deal with this
1: now and now, now so there's been one one instance where that was a really good thing so i walked in one day and and um one of our older gentlemen was in the in just in the Sunday school class by himself, and I walked in and I said, "So how are you doing and he goes, not, not too good and, and I, immediately I thought, "Oh no, like either what did I do or, or wh- huh. why did I just ask that question and um he thought he was he actually thought he was having a heart attack, and so he said, "I think I need to go to the emergency room um okay we'll we'll get we'll make that happen so I uh, went and grabbed his wife and and she took him to the emergency room. So in that case, asking, how are you doing? Was actually, yeah, okay. you saved his life. But See, that's how yeah, we that, can. Exactly that. I, yeah, you you saved, know, listen, you, listen saved his life. I, I, you know, I don't like to be called a hero, but it, you know, if you want to call me that, <laughs> I'll allow it. But so there, there are, but there are certainly certain people that I've learned um, through, through the years, you don't ask that question, right? You just, you say, it's so good to see you today. <laughs> you don't invite that response. How are you doing? Well, let me but tell what you about the forty-five doctors.
0: <laughs> what, what if that's an exaggeration, though, and it's not really good to see them?
1: I mean, let's be—well, <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> if, that, if that's the case, and you have multiple people that you are not glad to see in your church building on Sunday morning, then we—that's we, a completely Dance, different. Dance discussion. wants us to tell them.
0: <laughs> exactly how we feel i wish you had gone to kyle's church
1: today. why did you get out of bed this morning
0: <laughs> no but you know in, in reality to go back to the the main idea is is we need to be a people of truth and, yeah. and there was a follow-up article that that ran the next day and we we ran them this way for this reason is a lot of times that exaggeration is because we're also addicted yeah, that's right. to ministry affirmation and whether it's the likes or the shares or the retweets or the stuff you know, just to be honest uh, with our ministry and, and so forth, because at the end of the day, nobody's going to remember 50, 60 years from now that Matt ran, oh, uh, we had a great Sunday mm-hmm. of 120 on Sunday. Ultimately, what's going to matter at the end is, was I faithful to preach the word? And so yeah. again, that kind of goes back to a bang, uh, a drum that we continue to bang, or I guess in the case of baseball season, a trash can that we continue <laughs> to bang. And that is well to done. just be Faithful yeah and and if that is on a good Sunday, barely getting to a hundred, or you 're just happy to break three digits don't, you don 't need to exaggerate what those numbers yeah. are. Just boast in the fact that you got to proclaim god 's saving word yeah. and uh, and preached it faithfully because that 's what matters, not whether or not you had one hundred and one or ninety nine or yeah. or whatever uh, you were faithful to preach. Uh, the word and uh, so pastors be true and and one thing I want to point out about Mark's uh, post that I love was so brilliant, um, Mark and, and that was a true statement, not an exaggeration. I love the fact that Mark said there was going to be five ways that exaggeration can hurt your ministry, but he only gave us four, <laughs> and uh, and so so I I thought that. And he said, I only thought of four ways exaggeration hurts our ministries, but couldn't resist the temptation to exaggerate my content title just a little bit. <laughs> and, uh, and so I love that. Mark, if you're listening, well done. Uh, I was wondering if our people would catch that and maybe, you know, tweak it. But, uh, but I'm glad they kept it. Uh, yep. But guys, if if you're struggling with exaggeration for whatever reason, maybe it's because you do want that ministry applause or or whatever, just be faithful where you're at. Uh, continue to grow, continue to grow in your craft, continue to reach out, continue yeah. to do all the things that you know to do. But there's no reason to exaggerate because it hurts your witness. It ultimately hurts your integrity with your church. And, uh, and at times it's ultimately you using your church as a platform for something else. Right. You don't need that. Just and, preach the gospel.
1: And and I think a lot of times, maybe the most important thing here is, is a lot of times the pressure that we feel to exaggerate, to, to, you know, fib just a little bit on the numbers of how much you run. Oh man, we're, we're, we're great. You know, we're just busting at the seams. Like, I I don't know any pastor who personally, I don't know anybody who looks down their noses at smaller churches. Right. I mean, we know, we know guys that are in churches of five people. We know guys that are in churches of, of five or 600. Um, and and I don't know anybody that looks down their noses at, at a pastor. Oh, you only had 10 this, this Sunday, bless your heart. No, Like we, the, all the pastors that I know want to band together and encourage one another, whether you're preaching to three or 3000, we, as you said, our, our, our encouragement, our charge is to be faithful. And, and all the pastors that I know want to lock arms with other pastors for that very reason. So I'm just saying, I think a lot of times that pressure that we feel is, is not, um, not anything that actually exists is it's a lie of the enemy. that that he puts into our hearts and says, Oh man, I can't actually be honest about how awful Sunday was because I've I've got to queue up the status or whatever in in somebody's eyes. And and that's just, it's awful and it's, and it's wrong. And it's a lie from the pit of hell. Yep.
0: For sure. And as we wrap up, there's another thing that we want to put on your radar. Uh, It's a few Sundays away, but it will be here before you know it. And that is baptism Sunday. On Easter Sunday, April twelfth, uh, J.D. Greer has uh, been been talking about baptism Sundays the last couple of years, and uh, as an initiative uh, for us to really highlight. Uh, maybe you've got some people in your church on the fence, and and so forth. Uh, but there's a great read on BP uh, about ministry on the ball field, um, and uh, it was kind of a an unexpected uh, connection between some folks on opposing teams uh, that now have a friendship. And in uh, a cool little story uh, about what God has done in their life at Summit Church, and so put that on your radar. Uh, maybe as you're preaching, um, you know, highlight. You know, I I'm sure most of our pa- our pastors that are listening in have some form of a invitation or, or so forth. But but maybe highlight um, baptism and so forth. See if there's anybody in in your church. Uh, that needs to be baptized. Uh, maybe even again. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> you can wait until you go to Israel for that. Uh, but uh, but no, just encourage that and uh, and see what God does. Dare them to do something special and, uh, and see if you've got some people that are maybe on the fence there and uh, can join uh, your feather, fellow Southern Baptist uh, pastors. And then you can say, hey, we had a host of baptisms uh, on Sunday if you had at least two. And yeah, that's uh, right. uh, so.
1: Multiple, multiple <laughs> baptisms. This is great. Um, yeah. And, and the North American Mission Board has a resource page for that that we'll link in the show notes as well um, with some videos and, and some other resources um, to help you prepare for Baptism Sundays, as well as some tips um, on some things you should check before you you set up your baptism, especially if it's been a while since, since your church has had a baptism. There are some things that you want to check. Like there, maybe a they, link you know, in the bathtub. Stuff. Yes, exactly. Yep. Yeah. All right, man. Awesome, well, hey, man. this has been a great chat, but there's baseball on. There's baseball yeah. to be watched. <laughs> Let's go watch some, some baseball. All right. Sounds good to me, man.
0: This podcast has been sponsored in part by the Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. There are a lot of great things happening on Seminary Hill. And so we encourage you to find out all about them at swivits.edu after this short clip by Roy Fish. Again, that is swbts.edu. Have a great day and God bless. People
1: without Jesus are lost. And they're not only lost, but they're in danger of being eternally lost. The fact that people are going to be in hell, if they don't somehow come into saving faith.